Sion couldn't get the damn square to line up, and the hangover definitely wasn't helping. He squinted at the ash lines on the floor. The tiles tessellated in a not-quite-repeating pattern of swirls and spirals that could probably cause headaches all by itself. It was left over from before this place was taken over as the little Brackenbravi safe house, when it had been a temple? Church? Whatever. They called it the chapel now, so probably one of those. Sion didn't know much about all that religious stuff. He'd been born and bred here in Bezim, where they preferred the certainty of alchemy instead. The building was nice. Tidy brickwork, tall pitched roof, narrow windows of colored glass. From the pale hair and impressive beards on the figures, Sion thought the stories probably drew from the cults and myths of the North, not the remnants of the Lyraic Empire he was more familiar with. The chapel was quiet right now, with the morning sun cutting through the dust motes dancing around the lofty beams. The bravi were denizens of the night, the feet that rattled fleet as a passing rain shower over your roof tiles, the midnight laughter that promised mayhem and crossed blades and adventure. Last night they'd been all of that, the stuff of the dreams of children and poets. And now they were sleeping it off. So the tall, vaulted space, which might otherwise be cluttered with the scrape of a sharpening saber, the clatter and call of training jewels, the bicker and bellow of arguments over style, was all at Sion's disposal. He still couldn't get his delving portal square. Sion's tea had gone cold on a pushed-aside pew. He lifted the tin-banded glass high and higher, until the light through the stained-glass windows both made him wince and turned the remaining liquid a fiery golden orange, a color burning with righteousness, an empereal sort of color. Sion reached through that connection and snapped his fingers, and then nearly dropped the suddenly scalding glass. Allegedly, Kola Negeti, the long-dead father of alchemical practice, had strong views about the casual use of the art. Something about the essence of another plane not being a dog to fetch your slippers. Poetic, but frankly, the great Kola Negeti didn't seem all that applicable to the life of Sion Velo. Let the fancy Azatani alchemists, with their mahogany workbenches and expensive bespoke glass beakers, debate his wisdom. All Sion did was fetch and carry for them. And that's all he'd ever do unless he could scrape together enough hard cash to pay for lessons. Today's work would barely add to his stash, but one day, maybe. In the meantime, at least he could have hot tea. Sion blew gently across the surface of the liquid, took a careful sip, and sighed as the blissful heat smoothed out the jagged edges of his hangover. Sorry, someone said. I can come back later if you're enjoying your alone time. Not just any someone. That was the tight, pointed accent that went with leafy avenues and elegant townhouses and lace gloves. That was an Azatani voice. Sion cracked one eye open and looked sidelong toward the doorway. The young woman wouldn't have come up to his chin, but she stood straight and tall, barely a trace of a girl's uncertainty in the way her weight shifted from one foot to the other. She was clad head to toe in bravi leathers. Sturdy trousers, tight vest, bracers laced up to her elbows. They creaked with newness, and the saber at her hip gleamed with oil and polish. The tricorn balanced atop her tied-back ebony curls, had an orange cockade pinned on with a little bracken badge. They'd probably run the tiles together, 
two fish in the great flickering school of the little bracken. But Sion never paid too much attention to the Azatani recruits. They joined, they had their youthful adventures. They left to take up their serious adult responsibilities. None of his business. But here she was, getting in his business. What are you doing here, Zara? He demanded, though he had a bad feeling he knew the answer. I was sent by the Diviner Prince to... Her words petered out, uncertainty conquering the assurance she was born into. Uh, assist you? Hold something? Sion snorted. I need an anchor, not a little bird. Go back and tell Deruge. No, she interrupted, her chin coming up in a belligerent jut. I can do it. I'm Bravi, same as you. Sion sauntered out into the aisle, where she could in turn get a good look at him at the fraying of his shirt sleeves and the scuffs on his boots, at the battered hilt of his own saber, at the lean length of his limbs and the freckles, and even the glint of red in his brown hair that said foreign blood, that confirmed he was a mongrel brat 